grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, my brothers and sisters. Everything is fine. It's okay. Your diet could be better, could be improved upon, but you're healthy, you're alive. It's okay. Your family has some trouble. You get into fights every once in a while. There's a little bit of bad blood, but for whom isn't that the case, right? Everything's fine. Your job is not the best. You're not skipping and, and so happy that you're able to work where you work every single day. But who really loves their job? It's fine. You'll give it another couple years. We don't really like to rock the boat. We like to find a status quo and kind of just settle into it. If everything's working, if you're not getting in trouble with the law, if the bills are getting paid and food is on the table and no one's mad at you, then everything's okay. The status quo, maintenance mode, you could call it. What about your relationship with Jesus? Have you hit your stride? Are you at a good place? Is everything fine? Have you settled into a status quo with your Savior? Are you in maintenance mode with your Christianity? How would God answer those questions about you? God is not really a status quo kind of guy. God is not all that interested in maintenance mode, is he? And we find that out in a real clear way in our gospel for today. When Jesus uses the picture of a vineyard, of a vine, of branches on the vine that are supposed to bear grapes, grapes that you can use to press, ferment, and turn into wine, the end result is something people make money off of, something people need, something people use. And so God is like a gardener with his shears. Now, you don't have to be a gardener to know that plants need to get pruned, right? Branches will die on your plant, and you need to snip them off so that the plant can be beautiful, so it can be productive. It's just a part of nature, a part of gardening. But if plants could talk, what would your plant say when it sees you coming up with those shears? Um, what are you doing? What's this all about? And then you go snip, snip, and it would say, ow, why are you doing that? You're hurting me. But this is a necessary part of making your plants healthy, right? So God takes his shears, and it is a necessary part of you being spiritually healthy. Because God, like a gardener, is expecting fruit. God wants that end result out of you. But the scary thing is, if he sees no fruit, what's going to happen? He's going to snip the branch off, it's going to dry up, and he'll throw it into the fire. God is not interested in branches that don't bear fruit. God is looking for us to wear the name Christian in how we live. That there should be a difference, there should be fruit in our relationships, at our jobs, in the ways that we think and talk and act. 
that when your boss throws another assignment on your desk, when you already have way more than you can handle, that you don't cuss him out under your breath or go home and curse his name to your spouse, your kids, or your friends. That when you're hanging out with your non-Christian friends, that there should be a qualitative difference in the way that you talk, in the jokes you're willing to laugh at, in the way that you respond to hot debates. That when people do wrong to you, even real, real bad stuff, that you're able to forgive the way Jesus forgives you. That you're able to live the love that you have been shown in Christ. God is expecting fruit. And if not, if he doesn't see any, here come the shears. But you know what the real wrinkle is to this discussion, to Jesus' illustration? Is that even if you've got this fruit-bearing thing down, even if you are hitting your stride, you're doing a devotion every morning and night, you're saying your prayers, you're living for God, even if you are witnessing Jesus' name to other people in conversation, the shears are still coming. God says, that's great that you're bearing fruit. Now I want you to bear even more. And so your car will break down on your way to work, even though you had a great spiritual discussion with your kids at breakfast. You will get sick, even though you are convinced that you could serve God better at 100% health. Things will happen, things will go wrong in your life, even though you feel like, you're doing everything God wants you to. Those are the shears. Because Christianity is like a powerful chemical. You cannot come into contact with it and remain the same. So if we had some idea in our hearts or in our minds that as long as we live a certain status quo, a certain quota of righteousness, that God will make our lives easy, God says, that's not how this works. If we want to remain on the vine, but we have no interest in bearing fruit, God says, that's not what I'm looking for. If we are interested in wearing the name Christian, but never willing to suffer for it, if we're wearing the name Christian, but we pick and choose which, things, which parts about Scripture to follow and to put into practice, God says, that's not going to cut it. And any way you slice it, the shears are coming. So brothers and sisters, while I was meditating over this, studying this text in order to write this sermon, I was thinking about all the Christian virtues that God teaches us in Scripture, patience and perseverance and resilience and inner peace, trusting in God above all things. And then I went to get my oil changed, and it took about an hour longer than I wanted it to, than I expected it to. And patience was nowhere to be found. I was getting angrier and angrier with each passing minute. And then, later that day, I got a phone call from the doctor about a loved one of mine. And I assumed the worst. I thought something terrible was going to happen. It turned out I misunderstood what they were talking about. But for about five minutes... I was in total panic mode. Trust in God, relying on God, inner peace, not so much. How about you? Brothers and sisters, God knows. God puts up no pretense that this bearing fruit business is just a walk in the park. 
God knows your struggle to live your faith. And so if you're sitting here and saying to yourself, I've been trying and trying, I want to live for God, but all I can see is failure, temptation keeps getting me, and life keeps going wrong, let's be careful not to miss the comfort in Jesus' words. So let's hear them again. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit... He prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. See, the most comforting part about this lesson, brothers and sisters, lies in a pun. Puns, they say, are the lowest form of humor. Puns are the cringiest jokes you can make, but a turn of phrase, a meaningful play on words, can strike home at our hearts in a way that is so special. But you kind of miss it because we're not reading the Greek. When Jesus says, my father will prune a branch so that it bears more fruit, and you are already clean. In Greek, the word for prune and the word for clean are almost identical. Jesus is saying, his father, the gardener, has already done a number on you. You are already clean. You are already positioned to bear fruit because God has pruned you in one very, very special way. He plucked you from the dirt and the grime of your sin and condemnation for everything you've ever done. He took you out of your old sinful ways. And through the waters of baptism, when water rolled over your head and the name of the triune God was spoken to you, he transplanted you into his holy garden. He planted you in a position where you could be connected to him. Through the word and through the sacraments, God connects you to the true vine, and he will strengthen that connection in a few minutes through the Lord's Supper. God is the one who gives you spiritual health. God is the one who connects you to the true vine, Jesus Christ. God is not sitting back looking to see if you bear fruit on your own. No, Jesus is the one bearing fruit through you. You know, sometimes maybe we think of God like a researcher behind a two-way mirror, and he's watching us in a room, and he'll send all these trials and temptations, and he'll allow all this suffering into our life, and he's just kind of got his clipboard, and he's going to see how you do. He's going to check off some boxes and then tell you if you pass or fail. And you better hope you pass, otherwise you don't get to go to heaven. But that's not how God describes himself, is it? That is not the God of the Bible. God is not standing back. He is not pushing you out of the nest to see if you can fly. God is not throwing you to the wolves to see if you will survive. No, God loves you. He is with you. He loved you enough to send his son Jesus to die for you, to forgive you of all of your sins. And his love didn't stop there. He connected you to that promise of forgiveness when you first came to faith. And he continues to love you by strengthening that connection through word and sacrament. 
And he's not done with you. You are God's work in progress. But God does the work. God makes the progress. God is here not to get you to a certain level and then enter maintenance mode. God will not stop loving you. God will not stop improving you. And the way that he does that is with the pruning shears. So you don't have to worry. If your car breaks down, you don't have to worry if God has all of a sudden stopped loving you. He always will. But it's an opportunity to grow in your trust in him. When you get terrible news, when somebody does you wrong, you don't have to wonder if God has given up on you. He's giving you an opportunity to grow in your love for others and your trust in him. God is not interested in the status quo, so neither should we be. God has grafted you into the true vine, connected you to spiritual health, connected you to Jesus so that you can bear fruit. And you will. And you do. You do bear fruit. And God sees it. Do you guys remember commercials? Or are we so deep into this era of Netflix and Hulu that we haven't seen a commercial in ages? I remember when I was a kid, I watched a lot of PBS. And there always came that, that moment in the PBS show when they took a second to thank their sponsors. And so they say, PBS was brought to you in part by this group and this group and so and so and so and so. And viewers like you. Brothers and sisters, you are bearing fruit in your life. First of all, you're here. You took time out of your weekend to come into God's house. I know you didn't come to listen to me. You came to hear the voice of your Savior, Jesus. That's a fruit. God sees that, and he is pleased. When you take time to open up your Bible at home and read his word, even if it's just you just got time for a couple verses and a short prayer, that's a fruit. God sees it, and God is pleased. God sees the way that you speak to your spouse, to your kids, to your coworkers, to your friends. God sees the way you think. God sees the fights you have against temptation. These are fruits. God sees it, and he is pleased. And this fruit was made possible by the true vine, Jesus Christ. And when things are not going well, when you're not hitting your stride, when temptation continues to kick you over, when people continue to do you wrong and forgiveness is so hard, and loving people is so hard, remember the vine. Go back to Jesus. And maybe it's time to fold your hands and admit to God that fighting this fight on your own is impossible. Maybe it's time that you get help with whatever you're facing. From me, from a counselor, from a bro brother or sister in Christ, because that's a fruit too. Admitting that you can't do this on your own, that you need support, that's a fruit as well. Remember the vine that you are connected to. These fruits were made possible by Jesus Christ himself, who is with you, who remains in you, who is at work in you to bear much fruit. Amen.